Using actionable intelligence earlier in the life cycle of a vehicle loan can make the difference between winning and losing. Vehicle location data from DRN helps lenders to better manage risk in servicing, collections, and recovery. Ask one of our more than 300 current DRN customers how they are winning with better data. Visit drndata.com to find the tools that work for you. again and welcome back to the auto remarketing podcast i'm your host nick zolovich part of the team at cherokee media group and senior editor at subprime auto finance news and autofin journal for this episode of the podcast please to welcome stamatis ferrarolas who is the ceo of recovery industry services company uh, widely known as by its acronym risc Stamatis, thank you so much for making time for the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Nick. It's always a pleasure to collaborate with you. Well, first and, and foremost, the, the times that, that we are in, uh, how are you and your family and friends feeling nowadays? <laughs> uh, I've had less stressful months, for sure. But uh, overall, we're blessed because my immediate and extended family are well, thankfully. Uh, I hope the same to you and yours. You know, our biggest adjustment has been with our teenage kids who are both back in school and navigating in-person and remote learning. Um, our kids at each of their respective schools have tested positive for COVID. So, so that's led to contact tracing and quarantine for every student that's come into contact with a positive person. It's been interesting, as only a few teens have tested positive, yet hundreds have to quarantine in order to keep you know, others safe. So you're seeing large swatches of kids missing from class at certain times, which leads to more stress and anxiety for kids due to the uncertainty of attending in person or going back to a virtual world, which is not what they're used to doing or thriving in. So time will tell how this impacts in-person attendance going into winter and fall with cold and flu season ramps up. Absolutely. And and thank you for asking as well. We're glad to hear you're doing well and and, and we are too. And uh, before before returning to, to, to what you mentioned uh, uh, about teenagers, uh, uh, a quick uh, industry uh, related question. Just just what's your assessment of of how the, the repossession and, and recovery industries ha- have navigated the, the challenges that have been created by this pandemic? Yeah, great question, Nick. Uh, well, it's been nothing short of stressful for everyone, obviously, one way or another, and at times catastrophic uh, since risk vets approximately 3,000 companies, two to 3,000 companies ongoing for lenders to use them. And along with a lot of inspections, uh, we've seen a lot of adjustments for the agency owners, uh, even to the extent of going out of business. Uh, it gets even worse if you operate in certain states. The lockdowns are still in effect and were so severe that you couldn't even pick up voluntary repossessions. In the states that allowed recoveries, most clients took a conservative approach by holding back involuntary repossession assignments to avoid causing more harm to the consumer and uh, obviously as a byproduct of that and also protecting their brand. Uh, and no one wants to be seen as the bad guy during this unprecedented time, the recovery agent to the lender. So I've spoken to many repossession agents across the country who kept adapting in order to survive by taking advantage of government stimulus, by limiting staff where they could and they had to, dropping tow trucks from their insurance policy, tightening expenses, and looking for alternative sources of income for themselves and their staff. So what does the future look like? I see lenders could continue to release 
repossession assignments where they can. Uh, if there's a backlog of work, recovery agents will need to add their tow trucks back to their insurance policies and ultimately hire staff to manage the new assignments that come out. And the key here for recovery agents typically is finding and maintaining qualified field staff. That's probably the hardest obstacle to overcome um, as this is a difficult industry to hire for. You're, you're typically looking for a unicorn for a guy out in the tow truck themselves. Again, the voice you're hearing is our special guest for this episode of the podcast, Stamatis Ferrarolis, who is the CEO of Risk, recovery industry services company. And and Stamatis, at the at the top of our conversation, you you referenced uh, what's happening uh, with your teenage children, and and your shop recently shared a a bit about an initiative uh, you and your colleagues have started called Program Lift. Uh, if you put, if you could, please tell our audience uh, what the program is, how it got started, and and what you hope to accomplish. Well, I appreciate the time to to talk about this. It's obviously something I get very passionate about. Uh, you know, to, to believe and emotional about it because program lift stands for leaning into the future together. And truthfully, as COVID began to grip the world, um, I started thinking about preparations here in the U.S. for the company and how it might affect our business overall. Since employees are the lifeblood of almost any company, it got me wondering how this new normal would uh, affect their work and home life. Um, the biggest questions I had were what would working from home look like and how did this change their children's life? I mean, I just saw it firsthand. Fortunately, and by design, risk was already prepared for the work from home scenario as we had many operational functions online and in the cloud. However, we quickly realized and recognized there was another problem to consider as kids would be home with their parents. You know, as I mentioned, I'm a father of teenage kids. Uh, earlier, I saw this firsthand how COVID-19 was affecting them. They now had the challenge of virtual school, no longer had after school or summer jobs, and had lost all sense of normalcy. Uh, these you know, kids, so to speak, had suddenly entered a very challenging time in their lives, and I saw an opportunity where I could help. So after some consideration, uh, I realized that Risk had several opportunities with teenagers and young college-age kids could learn different skills within the risk virtual office world. Not only was this going to help our company, but more importantly, it was an opportunity to teach these young teenage students essential business skills by earning some money. It was at that point the program lift again leading into the future together was born. You know, that's after hours of staff consultation, we saw this as a way to create young leaders of tomorrow during a time of great uncertainty. So succinctly, the program was designed for teenage kids, children of risk employees, to give them an opportunity at jobs where it would otherwise be difficult to gain employment. You know, with unemployment at record highs, uh, job reports came out at record highs, all jobs, uh, jobs that <clears throat> teens would, would normally take would be at a premium, essentially limiting their opportunity. Add COVID to the limited job market is, is when I saw the opportunity to help. So an additional sense of pride here for us was to see the relationship that parent employees cultivated with their teenage children because many of our Lyft employees get to work alongside their parents, you know, providing additional mentorship, you know, pride, and, and revenue to the family. Um, so overall, how this works, uh, as Lyft candidates get uh, brought to the table, they're introduced to a real-world professional hiring process. They're required to submit a resume, even if they don't have a professional one, it's okay conduct an interview, and upon acceptance, the Lyft candidate or Lyft employee joins the company following the same process as any other new employee would. 
It includes reviewing the employee handbook, setting up their direct deposit payroll, obtaining a company email address, setting up their home office equipment, you know, one-on-one manager mentorship, and so on. The employees really work on routine, non-emergency items that can be accomplished remotely, of course, part-time during flexible hours. And the, the, to incentivize them to work hard, we pay them a rate of well above minimum wage. You are exposing the Lyft candidate to this new work-from-home opportunity, allowing them to learn in a professional work atmosphere while working on their time and balancing school and work. And um, you asked uh, at one point what this I hope to accomplish. I see the program Lyft continuing well beyond COVID, the COVID era for risk, um, since it's been a very positive experience for both employees and their children. And uh, thus far, it's been well worth the effort. My dream is that the, this inspires other companies to do something similar, and as such, I'm promoting a template for others across the country to follow to easily get started. So a little long-winded, uh, but uh, hopefully that explained it. A- absolutely. A- again, our special guest is Stamatis Ferrarolis, the CEO of Recovery Industry Services Company, discussing not only the, the repossession and recovery worlds, but the uh, exciting program that the that their shop has started called Program Lift, a, an initiative to to work with the, the, the youngest uh, potential uh, employees and executives uh, in, in this COVID world that, that we are in. And and, and Stamatis, to, to, to wrap us up, you've you've conveyed uh, already to a degree, but just again, what what message uh, would you give not only to the, the the repossession and the recovery industries, but maybe perhaps the the automotive world in general about carrying on uh, during these challenging times? Yeah, great question. Again, uh, well, I would say first and foremost, engage your staff and discuss ideas and possibilities. It's an old cliche, but it's still you know, it's true. Think outside the box. How can you adapt to overcome short and long-term obstacles? And overall, keep grinding. Keep working hard to attack the problem because there, uh, there is no simple solution in this era for anybody. And continue to view obstacles as opportunities. And as such, you'll stay focused on the problem at hand and engage your staff to be part of the solution. So that's what I would tell people uh, in this uh, crazy environment we're all living in. Very well said. That that's Stamatis Ferrarolis, the CEO of Risk, uh, Recovery Industry Services Company. Stamatis, thank you so much again for joining us, and and all the best to remain safe and healthy, as well as uh, the the company and and the special program. Thank you again. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate your time, and hope your family stays healthy. Thank you so much, and if. You've missed any of our past episodes, you can just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. For fellow hosts, Bill Zadites and Joe Overby, as well as our executive producer, Matt Rice, we thank you for joining us here on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.